0: This is Everyday Chemistry. My name is Megan Larson. I am a certified high school chemistry teacher, a mom of four kids, and a lifelong nerd. This is five minutes bouncing around in my brain to see how I notice and use science to explain the everyday things around me. Hope you enjoy. I know what you've always wondered. Why do we pay for a bag of chips when it only comes half full? From a chemistry perspective, the bag is always full. Half of it is full of chips and the other half is full of air. So what are chips? Well, they're molecules like starches, oils, salt, and they're in the solid form. So all those molecules are close together into an object that holds its shape. The rest of that is filled with air air is actually a mixture of a lot of gases most of that is nitrogen which doesn't hurt you or help you some of it is oxygen that's the part that we breathe and then there's a few other trace gases floating around in there as well in the gas phase those molecules are a lot farther apart and there's nothing between them that means that a few particles can take up a lot of space so half of your bag of chips ships and half of it is air. So the real question is, why am I paying for air instead of chips? There's actually a couple of reasons why your chip bag is half full of air. The first one is to prevent your chips from being crushed. When you push on the bag of chips, you can force those air molecules to get closer to each other. When that's true, we say something is compressible. And because there's space between those particles, we can press them closer together. Hence, you push on the bag, the particles get closer together. It takes up less space. Your bag literally will get smaller as you push on it. There's a limit to that, though. If you push on it enough, those air particles will start to resist you pushing on them. They'll start to push back against you. We call that pressure. Pressure is really a measure of collisions, of all those particles bouncing around and hitting each other and hitting the sides of the bag, and that's what you feel, that resistance. Because it's resisting you, it kind of creates a cushion. And so if you squeeze on the outside of a bag of chips, you can't crush the chips. You can shake the bag and hear the chips rattling around, but they generally don't get crushed. Now, be careful. If you push too hard on your bag of chips, you might actually compress it to the point where the pressure inside becomes too much for the seal to handle. And then... Yep, that's right, your bag will pop open. Now, if you're lucky, it pops from the top and you just found a cool way to open your bag and you eat some chips. More often than not, however, it pops the bottom seam and now your chips are all over the ground. <laughs> Sometimes, if you push hard enough all at once, you could also crush some chips while you do that. Not the best strategy. So, if air is preventing the chips from being crushed, shouldn't there be more air? Shouldn't the bags come nice and puffed up full of air and instead of kind of wrinkly and saggy? Well, air is good, but too much air causes some problems. Remember how when you push on the bag, you can cause it to pop open? If there's too much air in there, the bag can pop open without you touching it at all. There is pressure around the bag as well. Just like that bag has air in it, so does the room you're currently sitting in. Yeah, the furniture is probably solid, but everything from the floor to the ceiling is air, which is a gas. All of those particles will push on all the surfaces around them. You're actually getting smacked in the face by air molecules right now. They're just so tiny you can't feel them. All of those particles are pushing on the outside of the bag. All the air has pressure. We call it atmospheric pressure. There's a lot of different units for pressure, which is a whole different podcast. But my favorite is the easiest one to use atmospheres. We also call them ATM. Atmospheres was an invention of some old school physicists and chemists who were working with gases, and they set it to be a really easy number. If you are on Earth, standing at sea level, anywhere on the planet, the air pressure is one atmosphere as you go closer to the center of the earth there becomes more layers of air above you so your atmospheric pressure actually increases if you go up a mountain however there is less air above you if you've ever heard people talk about how the air is really thin on mount everest That literally means that there are less gas molecules in the air when you're up that high, that far from the center of the earth. We call that altitude, and as your altitude increases, your air pressure decreases. Less particles equals less pressure. That means there's less pressure pushing on the bag, which means the particles on the inside wanna spread out to neutralize the pressure. If you take a road trip up into the mountains, you bring a nice bag of chips to snack along the way, You might want to open them before you get to the top of the mountain, or you might be surprised by a loud pop as it explodes in the back seat. The fact that air pressure is lower at altitude is also why you hear the spiel on an airplane that says, the cabin has been pressurized for your comfort. Yeah, when you're flying at a cruising altitude of 30,000 feet, there's a lot less air up there to breathe. So they pressurize the cabin. They push molecules of air, usually a more concentrated amount of oxygen into the cabin so that you have enough air to breathe and it feels comfortable for you. When you take off and when you land and your ears start to hurt, that's also a sensation of pressure. The pressure inside your eardrum is not the same as the pressure outside in that airplane cabin and it can kind of be painful for you. This is often why kids cry on airplanes because they feel that sensation and it's uncomfortable and they don't know how to fix it. One of the easiest strategies is to chew something, because as you chew, you move your jaw muscle and you move all those parts behind your ear where your eardrum is. And as you move that around, it lets the pressure inside your head equalize with the pressure outside of your head. Gases are also to blame for the reason why liquids that you brought on the plane might explode when you get back down and open them. When you got up at a really low pressure, all of the gases inside those tubes expands. And then when you go back down to pressure and you open it up, a lot of that liquid can come shooting out at you. The easiest way to fix that? Squeeze out as much of the air as possible before you load it in your suitcase. If you're taking a tube of sunscreen on your vacation to Hawaii, you want to open that cap and squeeze out as much air as you can and then seal the cap up tight again. It's still a good idea to put it in a Ziploc bag just in case it explodes, but that should save you from having a sunscreen tsunami upon arrival. Thanks for listening. I hope you found something interesting in this episode. If you've got a suggestion or a science question or just something you want to share with me, Feel free to find me on Twitter at Larson Chemistry. That's L-A-R-S-E-N Chemistry.